This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go. Jerry and Al with you on a Tuesday. What's up, dude? How you what doing? is up? Uh, not much. Everything's good. Good morning, I thought. Today was kind of fun, even though there wasn't a whole hell of a lot going on. Um, I'm going to start with something that's kind of outside the box. Neither you do drugs. I don't do drugs. At least I don't think you do. I've never done drugs. I've right. never even smoked pot. People You've never find that tried hard to smoking believe. Pot, yeah. Not even once. Not even once. I actually believe Bill Clinton when he says he tried smoking it but didn't inhale. Because when I was in my teens, I did smoke cigarettes starting at the age of 17. And the way I started smoking cigarettes was very simple. I was driving for about a month. And I had become the driver because all my friends weren't driving yet. And we ended up at a party. And everybody was drinking. And there was no way at 17 I was going to drink and drive. Well, no that was smart of you. I, I don't do it now, but my point was there, there was no chance that was going to happen. And there were a couple of pretty girls there that we all knew, and they were smoking. And so I'm like, what the hell? It's better. It's not, it's not, I'm not drinking. Why not have a cigarette? Not realizing I would be hooked on them for the next four years, as it turned out. Um, but anyway, so I tried pot once. And very much like the former president, oh, I don't know how anybody does that. Gross, but whatever. It's a, to each his own. It's probably what? like when you taste a beer for the first time. You're like, oh, who uh, it's drinks a this? lot worse, dude. Oh, worse, a lot worse. Now, so there's uh, police in Ohio say a woman who was on drugs hallucinated that her uh, home was being burglar uh, burglarized. So that she called officials, you know, like the police to come in, and uh, she was just high on meth. Oh, and so they're looking around. Where's the burglar? Looking for the burglars, and she's pointing in all these different directions. Another lesson, why you don't do drugs. Now, could you imagine if you did something like that? Because at some point you'll try meth, I'm sure. Probably. And you call the police as you, the way you usually do when things are going wrong in your neighborhood. I right? always look for help, Jerry. And you F up the whole thing because it didn't happen and something else is going on somewhere else in town. And because you made that dumb call, someone got robbed. Right. You would feel bad. Or someone in the deli was cutting someone's turkey sandwich with the same knife that they use mayonnaise on. And no gloves. And no gloves. Yeah, it's real crimes is what you're saying, Jerry. I'm talking about real crimes. Yeah. I, I don't understand when you talk about doing drugs. I I, I understand addiction more than I, as much as anybody. Uh, they talk about the cigarettes for four years, stuff like that, chewing tobacco years ago. I get it. But, my God, I don't understand what or why people take those hard drugs for the first time to where I've been told, and I wouldn't know this. I mean, Sid's talked about this. You have cocaine for the first time, like it's in you, right? And your body just needs it. So I don't know. I don't. I don't mean to get off on this tangent by any stretch, but it's just God. You feel bad for people that actually get hooked because the people that never do don't understand how hard it is to get off it. Right. Yeah. I watched that show Intervention on A and E. I used to watch it quite a bit just to see how 
it was crazy how people's lives would just spiral out of control, shooting heroin and mm-hmm. spending and, and just borrowing money from people. And then on intervention, most of the time, it, it a lot of the time it had a happy ending where they would uh, go to rehab and right. then they would check in with them six months later. And uh, for the most part, things were good. A lot of there were times though when they would go to them six months later and they were back on drugs, relapsed. Yeah, relapsing. It's hard. I've always believed unless you change your routine and the people you surround yourself with, I don't think you've got a chance. Like the, I, rehab's great. You know, you go, you get tucked away for a month or however you want to do it to get away from it. The problem is if you walk right back into the same atmosphere you were in. It's not going to change. Yeah, they make the people delete all the contacts on their phones because yeah. they have all drug dealers and they're they're texting drug dealers. I'm sure they are, but you still got to get away from the people too. Yes. So I don't mean your family, but the people you're associating yourself with. The bad people, Jerry, the druggies. The druggies, yes. Jerry, one of the questions I always have uh, here with the podcasting world, they'll always give us like a, they'll say, oh, you had this many downloads this week. The podcasting people will, they'll report to me, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I and then but I the one day I said to them I go well what can you tell me about these people are they men are they women are they uh, unemployed do they sure. have hundred thousand dollar a year jobs so what they did is they put together a survey that they would like our uh, podcast listeners to take Jerry just so he can tell something about them right and I'm sure it takes two minutes two minutes my guess is the first question is are you male or female. Okay. All right. So it's going to be things like that. We're just trying to figure out who's listening to these things. Right. And you, all you have to do is go to playitsurvey.com, and you can fill it out. You can do it while you're listening to this podcast. We're actually asking you as a favor. Just a go favor. do it for us. I am asking as a flavor. Oh, boy. Playitsurvey.com, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, yesterday I took to Twitter, and I was asking... Um, well, I'll tell you how it started. I was uh, sh- I was doing some food shopping, and I happened to go down the laundry detergent aisle. Yes, and there was a there was a bag for sale that said um, bras and panties bag, washing bag. Really? Yeah. Meaning the detergent itself was for bras and panties only. No, it was a oh. bag, like a, a a netting type of bag. Okay. That women are supposed to put their bras and panties in this bag. Oh. Then put it in the laundry. Got it. So that it doesn't uh, get all tangled up with the other clothes and uh, and and uh, get tangled up in the that pole in the middle of the of the laundry machine. Interesting, yeah, yeah. So it got me wondering: Do women wash their bras, not panties, their bras, every time they wear them? So I put that poll out on Twitter. How'd that go? What do you think I got as the majority? As the majority, I'm going to say no. Know what? That they don't wash them that every they don't. time. I'm going to say they wear a bra twice before they... They said a couple times, most right. people. And strangely enough, I had more men than women answer this question. Oh, men geez. were telling me... Um, well, I mean, listen, which... you live with your wife. You see what she does. Yeah. You know, I mean, I so know my wife know. is usually either every time or every other. Every other. Depending upon what she wore it for. Yes. And if there was any sweating involved. Absolutely. If there's sweating, Absolutely. Then now I'm told, right in. of course, sports bras well, go different. right into the laundry. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I, I think if the bra has a wire or some type of uh, lingerie type material, Jerry, where it's going to, after a certain number of washes, not be great anymore, then women are more conservative with how often they wash. I tried to compare it to men washing jeans. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. But for you, you wash your jeans uh, quarterly. Monthly. Monthly. I'm going to say monthly. Monthly. I still don't understand how your jeans don't just smell. Yes. They don't. I, I don't think, unless I'm not smelling. You know, sometimes you can't smell your own B.O. Yes, which I... But I don't think... 
I think someone would have, I think my girlfriend would have said, your jeans smell. Yes, I'm sure she would have. I would, I would agree with that. But if you do think about it disgustingly, you pass gas. I'm not saying when there are other people around, but when you're by yourself, a lot of you don't hold it in. When you're at the gym, when you, how about just, how about just very simply at the, when you're at a restaurant, you smell like a restaurant when you walk out. Yes. In, and your jeans reek. In they per- do. In particular, if you go to hibachi, you will smell like hibachi. Where, go to Chili's or, oh, Chili's, or Hulahan's yeah. or an Italian restaurant. Go to a pizza place you're going to smell. So you think the jeans are soaking up that smell? Yes. What about women's bras? Yes, If she's I do. sitting boob level at I hibachi, you, the, all that right pepper now, smell and the, the steak smell goes right into the boobs. Anytime we go to a restaurant, we come home like that night, the kids, me, my wife, Everything in the washing machine. Restaurants stink. I'll give you another one. When you park three blocks away and you're walking here in springtime and summertime and in the fall, you don't realize it, but you smell. You smell like the outside. Your pants smell like the outside. Now, it might not be noticeable to someone just walking by you, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to sit there and fool yourself into thinking those jeans are clean... Uh-uh, I'm sorry. And They're everybody not. on Twitter can kill me and say, no, Jerry, you wore jeans 10 times. Shut up. You smell. So I'm not saying you do it every time. Okay. We're a little excessive in my family because my wife washes clothes like a lunatic. But monthly, not acceptable. I had a time one time when I was uh, I was living at home, and my buddy Paul was going to pick me up, and we were going to go to the uh, Jersey Shore bars. And I was excited. My mom was making fried flounder, which she always makes. Mm. And I happened to be in the home when she made that. I left the house and got in my friend's car. He went, whoa, you smell like fish. No. Everything I had yes. on. Because food emits some smell, scent, and that goes right into what you're wearing. And by the way, it can go into your skin, too. Like, you can just smell of it. And then the other thing we was always discussed, when you eat garlic, it comes out of your yeah. pores. You smell. And that... That smell goes into the jeans. Okay, let me ask you this. Taking jeans out of the laundry equation okay. right now, are there other clothing items that you wear a couple of times before you wash them? For example, uh, yes. how about a hoodie, a sweatshirt hoodie? Yes, if you have absolutely. a T-shirt on underneath yeah. and it's not directly touching your armpits, I feel like you could get away with wearing that again. I would probably wear a hoodie sweatshirt twice. I would agree with that. No more than twice, but I would wear it twice. No more than twice. No more than twice. No, because the, the same principles apply. You're going to start smelling where you are. Then what about, what do you do with like a winter jacket? That you're wearing a ton of times. You're not washing that. But you're that. not, you're right, but a winter a winter coat comes off usually when you get to your destination. You're not walking around with it. Now, in this ice box that we work at, sometimes I do wear a coat all day, but I'm by myself out there for from 4 until about 9 a.m. And then by 9 o'clock, things warm up because the heat actually gets turned on. Yeah, because other beings people. come in. Um, so jackets are a little different, but I think t-shirts are one wear and wash. Definitely. I think, uh, what else? Underwear is one wear and wash. Socks, one wear and wash. Undershirts, if you wear them, one wear and wash. I agree with all this, Jerry. The jeans, I think you get a couple out of maybe three times, perhaps. I've gone to the, I've gotten away from every time. You guys have convinced me it's too much. I've gotten to wearing things twice now. On some occasions, three times if I don't have it on long. My suit jacket, I mean, like once a month. Yeah. Because that's, I only wear a suit jacket for Columbia. I don't wear it for anything else. So I'll wear it for a couple of games. I will take it off for literally two weeks. I'll Air put it, it out. back on. Yeah. 
and uh, and and dress shirts go to the. I wear them once, and my wife brings them to the cleaners just so they can get. Sharp you got to crease them again, right? I always wonder about this though. So, how, so what about laundry sheets on your bed? You would do that. Uh, Kim does it every week. Okay, every week. But what do you do about your um, uh, what do you call it? The quilt. What the hell's a quilt? What do you mean a quilt? Or the comforter on, the, on top of the, the comforter. Um, she does the comforter. I would say once every few months. How, how is she doing that? She, she takes it, it somewhere. Yeah, she that's takes a somewhere. pain in the. I took my comforter. It's expensive too. Yes. Yeah. I was like, why didn't I just buy another comforter? Not a bad thought. You just throw out the old one and buy a new one. For yeah. what they charge you to clean them. Yes. The only the only thing about that is then in a lot of cases you got to buy the whole set because the the comforter kind of matches the pillows you put on the bed or the shams or the all shams, that Jerry. Yes. So you might have to go with a similar color pattern or you have to get all new everything. Right. So that could be why we don't do that. But that's not, I mean, listen, you're under sheets. It's not like your body's touching that for the most part. Yeah. So just, uh, I guess my purpose of this was for to let guys know that women's bras are not always clean. Just to but let you know. they're not dirty. That's skin on, that's right onto the skin. But if they didn't sweat and they didn't do, do anything. Do I, nipples sweat, Jerry? I don't know. I don't know, Greg, if nipples sweat. You could come, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if nipples sweat. I, I have no idea. They leak in some cases. And I know the under boob sweats. That could sweat. Well, it depends on what kind of lift you get. Kim's got these. I mean, she's going to shoot me if she ever listens to this. She won't but hear this. She's got. She's busy doing laundry. These Victoria's Secret bras. Yes. Are. They push up. I mean, they're unbelievable. Hell if I know. But there's no plenty of lift. A lot of lift. Let's put it that way. So I don't know that that's happening. But for some, I'm sure it does. Especially, oh, never mind. Never mind. You're going to leave it at that, Jerry? <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there. All right. Jerry, you're familiar with the band ZZ Top. Those... Who isn't? Yeah, they're the guys uh, who did uh, She's Got Legs and yep. all that's a sharp-dressed man. They yep. had many, many hits, Jerry, the 70s and 80s, probably even a little bit into the 90s. Well, the one dude with the beard, Billy Gibbons, he's w- there's three guys in the band. Two of them have the long beards. Mm. He has his beard insured by Lloyds of London. Really? Well, yeah. this Lloyds of London, man, that's pretty wild. They insure kind of weird, insure kind of weird stuff, but... I was thinking when he is finally ready to shave that beard, I was going to get him a gift, Harry's. I think that's a great idea. And here's what I was going to do with it. I was going to have Harry's ship their German-engineered blades right to Billy Gibbons' front door. Because by the time he's going to shave his beard, he's going to be an older guy. He's not going to want to go out. Listen, I'm a younger guy, Jerry. I don't want to leave my house to go get things like razor blades. Yes. So I have them. I don't know if you can do this, but I have them shipped right to my front porch. Which is part of the. From Harry's. Lore and love of Harry's. It's called. It's convenient. There's no more. It is convenient. No more trips to the drugstore. I take a pain in the neck. It takes time out of your day. And this, I love this one. If you ever do go to the drugstore or the supermarket and you got to get blades, right? Where are they? They're locked up. Locked up. Behind like that plexiglass thingamajig and you yes. gotta call someone to come with the key yeah enough with that go to harrys.com and you get them shipped to your house yeah especially jerry if you want to be a sharp dressed man <laughs> it, it's See one thing to there? get dressed up nice but you also have to shave your face and if you're like me and like half the country these days bald, bald. you gotta shave your head too yep so absolutely. i need double the razors so am i gonna pay 
double the prices in the uh, supermarkets and drugstores, Jerry? Uh, no. No, the answer is no, I'm not. How, so, about, how about this? I love yeah. this, right? So if you go to the store, you're talking like 32 bucks for an eight-pack of Blades. When you get them, as you just point out, half the price at harrys.com. Why would you go to the store? Just go to harrys.com. Yeah, don't be dumb. If you go to the internet, and most people have computers these days, Jerry, yeah. or your telephone is also a lot of times has the internet. It on is it. a computer, basically. Oh, it is a computer, yeah. right? You just go to harrys.com. That's H A R R Y S, harrys.com. You could sign up. You'll get $5 off your first order using the promo code postgame. Go to harrys.com right now, enter code postgame at checkout, Jerry. You're going to get German engineered five blade cartridges. Nothing's going to come closer to that, and you'll get no cuts or burns. And how about the starter set they have? For just $15, you get a yeah. razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Is that right? Awesome. Three razor cartridges, because each blade, each cartridge has five blades. There you so go. So you're really getting 15 blades. That's pretty damn good right there. Yeah. H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Harrys.com. Enter code postgame at checkout. Yes, enter code postgame at checkout. Jerry, did you see this? Uh, there's a, a guy... Uh, he went to a New York Ranger game. I saw this, and I laughed at it. You laughed at it. He says he got hit uh, by a puck, mm-hmm. and he's suing uh, the Rangers. Yep, and the He's uh, suing all of the NHL, and he's suing Madison Square yep. Garden. Yep. Now, yep. Yep. from what I was reading, it wasn't like he took a slap shot to the to the head. No, supposedly he protected his kid from being hit, and well, he hurt his nice. hand. Well, that's nice. He hurt his hand. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, they make the, this is what I don't understand about disclaimers yes. and announcements. I've been to, and I've been to many. I've been to many hockey games this year. I think we've only been to three, but we've gone to nine, ten a year for the last four or five years. And before that puck drops, the PA announcer makes an announcement about flying sticks, pucks. Please pay attention. You know, you read your ticket. You are liable for yourself. All of this is there. When you purchase the ticket, you are basically entering into an agreement that you're not going to be a knucklehead and you're not going to be eating ice cream with your head down while play is going on. Um, you remember, this is funny, but uh, or not, you remember a few years ago during a Nick game, uh, a woman got hit in the face with a basketball. Yes, she did. And Clyde Frazier made a comment that she was a normal woman probably just running her mouth and not paying attention She was actually to the game. texting, I believe. Whatever she was doing. I think Clyde took a little heat for that comment. But whether it's a woman or a guy, pay attention. And yes, if you're gonna if you're worried about your eleven year old, don't sit there. Get a seat below the plexiglass, below the netting, or go sit upstairs. Yes. I mean, you know, I'm 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 nuts when we're at games. I make sure I'm always watching. And if you get hurt, you get hurt. You got to baseball games, too. I don't know how many times I see these screaming line drives going to the crowd, and and the ball just disappears into the crowd. Do you remember we had this discussion last year, and I said we are going to get to a point where they're going to go foul pole to foul pole with the screens, and Craig laughed at me, almost kicked me out of the studio. I think the Indians, I think, this year are extending the screens now all the way down to first and third base. So we're getting to the point where that's what they're going to do, and I think you're going to see it in almost every ballpark within 10 years. I mean, I think a couple of times a year you do see where somebody gets hit during yeah. the game, and but I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Think of how many foul balls go into the crowd every single game at every ballpark. Couldn't agree with you more. And people that don't have, you know, people aren't going and showing up with gloves. They're not. Right. And again, the people that do, judging those line drives, I mean, these guys hit the ball hard as hell. 
I don't know how people don't die, let alone just get hurt. Uh, what do you think the age cutoff is for a man to go to a game with a glove on? Well, I mean, I can tell you I've seen men as, uh, you know, old as 60 walking in yeah. with a glove in terms of what I'd – I cut that off at about 12, I think, maybe 13. Really? Then 14? you started feeling like the ball comes my way. I think it depends, though. Like, where are you sitting? Like, if you're sitting in right field – and it's right field at Yankee Stadium, and you're there with your 12-year-old or 13-year-old, he should bring a glove. Maybe you catch a home run. If you're sitting right behind home plate above the screen, and it's not one of these where the screens go up to the broadcast booth, but it's just a straight-up screen where the pop flies, you might see a lot of action. Let him bring the glove. But if you're sitting in the upper deck down the right field line by the top of the foul pole, I think you could probably leave the glove home. I love that when people clearly didn't know where their seats were and they show up to a game with a glove on and they're nowhere near where a ball's coming. Have you ever done that, by the way? Bought tickets thinking they were going to be phenomenal and they were horrendous. Yes. It happened to me. To what, concert or a game? Uh, probably everything over the years. A concert for sure, games for sure, where you think the the. the the way it looks on the diagram, it looks like good seats, and then you get there, and you just have a weird angle for whatever reason. Yes. Like a concert, I like to be dead on. I don't like these side seats. Oh, that's fair. Sure, I could see that. I know uh, I took my dad to Camden Yards two years ago, maybe three years ago now, um, to see the Yankees and the Orioles. And I spent, and I didn't spend a fortune, but I spent $60 a ticket on StubHub. And, or maybe it might have actually been their ticket exchange. It might not have even been StubHub. And I would have swore to you, Al, that we were 30 rows up at third base. We got there. I was three rows up in the upper deck at third base. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, yes, that guy, that's, that's A-Rod. I think that's a one and a three on the back of his jersey. I mean, it was unbelievable. I was so disappointed. You know, the other time, there were other times I bought tickets, and they were actually better than I thought. But that right. one time, I'm like, what the hell? I spent $120 on tickets for. And the Orioles at that time were not good. It was more the Yankees were the draw, if I remember. If not, maybe the Yankees had a run. Whatever. It wasn't like it was a big game. I was like, what is this? And so we got to a point was this was one of the Yankee uh, Oriole games where they weren't selling out. And maybe it was three years ago. And in the fourth inning, I noticed the there was an entire section down the right field line that no one was sitting in. I mean, we got up and went and had the whole section ourselves. Like, what the hell am I sitting here like sardines for? I can't see anyway. We might as well not be able to see down there. Right. And have comfort. Ugh. Yeah, I got no problem with that, Jerry. If you want to move down to the right field where there's no one sitting there, oh, no, I love that. I'm in. No, no, that's fine. But I could have bought those seats for $10. Did you ever catch a foul ball anywhere? No, I almost got hit in the head with one, though. At a major league game? Ironically enough. Yes, at a Yankee game, my dad, through members only, had second-row seats behind the Yankee dugout when I was 9 or 10. My brother was 6 or 7, and my sister was, whatever, 15 or 16. And a pop fly, a pop foul, uh, after we had just gotten ice cream. My father was paying attention, and he covered my head, and I think it hit his forearm or something, and it bounced off him and went to the guys behind us. I would have been out for the count. That or my sister would have hit in the face, one or the other. <laughs> uh, but that's the closest I've ever come to catching a foul ball, and I almost died. I caught a foul ball at a uh, minor league game. Does that count, though? <laughs> I mean, it's like saying I went to the local high school game and I caught a foul ball. It was let you me, and 17 people. Let me ask you this. What counts more? I caught a foul ball at a minor league game. At Shea Stadium, the last game at Shea, a ball hit off the tip of my middle finger. I think that's cooler. The, the, the middle ball. finger with the ball at Shea Stadium. <laughs> I caught that's a true. ball at the Somerset <laughs> Patriot game. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> I beat a 90-year-old and a 4-year-old, <laughs> and then I took that ball and I shoved it to the air and said, yeah! It really does slow down slow motion, though. Yes, it does. Which is cool. And you know what's cool? 
this podcast has been cool. Oh, thank you, Jerry. You're, you're welcome, I guess. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.